our second episode of Voices for Blogging. Uh, thanks for everybody that listened to our first episode. Hope you survived it and are back for this episode. In today's episode, we're going to kind of talk about our, our picks in NFL, how the NFL weekend just went. It just ended tonight. And we're going to talk about Royce's little uh, weekend trip down to Palm Desert and just kind of see how that went. Um, he did a little barbecuing down there, played a little golf. So, you know, talk Got to a little burnt. <laughs> talk to him about his little adventures to, uh, this weekend. Royce, how you doing? How was your weekend? It was great. I had a lot of fun. We can talk about the play-by-play for that a little later. But why don't we start off with the NFL? Well, let's start off by saying the podcast is 5-2, and two, you know? It's, the podcast is 5-2. and two, You're 3-0. and oh, I'm bringing up the back end. I, I'm actually 4-0. Oh. <laughs> 4-0. Oh, that's right. I have, I have three picks. Hey, but you broke through today. You broke the seal. Picked broke, a great one. You I picked broke, a great one with the KC under. I broke this. I broke the seal, but then also I broke my cardinal sin, man. I broke the rules. I don't bet on teams that I kind of follow. And since I'm in LA, and I had season tickets, kind of follow the Rams. Do you I, have tickets to SoFi? I do not. Uh, so like the when we we were gonna transition uh, to the new stadium. Well, one, I moved to Vegas. But two, the seat licenses were, I think, started at seven grand. Or like the and they went, leads. yeah, they went. I mean, they were the seven grand ones were. I don't think were that bad, but the decent ones were like ten thousand, and then obviously it goes up from there. You know, honestly, like going to the Coliseum and watching games there, there's a better experience watching football on the TV. Uh, I believe so. I yeah. mean, I, I, I haven't been at a lot of live events, you know, live games. Yeah. For college and pros, like, it's cool. And, you know, for me, I, I've i been fortunate and I've been able to be on the field at times or just have some great seats in the stands. And it's a great experience to feel the energy and vibe. But Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, it would have been fun and it would have been nice to do if it was easy to sell Rams tickets. But even when they went to the Super Bowl wasn't easy right it wasn't it's not easy to sell ram tickets like you can't get near yeah. face value for them and it's interesting because the beginning of that season a lot of the fans that would show up were not rams fans like we had a game against uh, the packers that year i think where i would say 75 percent of the fans there were packers fans and this was a super bowl contender team so that's, uh, you, that's interesting too though right i mean you think about the lake uh with the i'm sorry not the lakers but the raiders the raiders are going to have an interesting fan experience I mean, I know of a lot of guys in Hawaii here that have season tickets that actually bought houses so that they can package the tickets with a vacation rental and all these kind of things. Uh, you know, not necessarily saying they're going to go buy, go fly up every weekend and watch the games. But there's so much um, tourism around the Raiders and, and their stadium. I think a lot of the people that are going to go to the games out there are going to be visitors. I mean, that's it's an entertainment destination, right? So... Raiders game there is going to be just another entertainment option. And the weird thing about that stadium is that there's not much parking around it. You're going to have to walk or You're catch Uber walk. or take a bus or whatever right. it is. Yeah, there isn't much parking right. around there. And that's one of the things that they were, uh, they were talking about when I was in Vegas is that they're building the stadium, but really there's there's not a lot of places for people to park to go to games. Well, what's interesting, though, you know, Mandalay Bay is right there. 
uh, and all these other casinos are close by, you know, I, I can imagine there's just going to be a lot of casino hosted tailgate or tailgate parties where they'll shuttle the, they'll shuttle the fans over. No big deal, you know, and just kind of just, yeah, make, no, I think just I think make a thing of it. Yeah. They'll definitely have to do that. I mean, that's going to be the, the entertainment package, right? Right. And hey, re- re- remember our, our little shindig with the, the UNLV Hawaii game and the, the royal treatment we got with that? Come on now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the next one, man. We got put on a little bus, had our little booze, two-hour boozes before we uh, kind of loaded on the bus. You know, had a ride to that, and from. That, yeah, but that, that was a special time, though. Like the 2007 team. But, you know, our main concern was covering the over-under that day until, you know. Oh, of course. Until and they, all we did was yell at June Jones to keep passing the ball, even though he was up. And let them score. <laughs> let them score. Let them score. I thought it was funny how I think there was there was someone sitting around us that was asking, like, what are they talking about? And immediately <laughs> the guy knew. He was like, oh, they bet the over. I mean. Remember to this day, the over-under being 63 for that game. <laughs> you always remember the losses. <laughs> always the losses and the crazy wins. Yep, and the wins, the backdoor wins. The backdoor wins, yep. Yep, I mean, to, I mean, this week, our, actually, our wins were pretty were pretty smooth. I mean, the Steelers pick, that 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 was pretty evident that that was going to go our way right away yeah uh you know the, the Steelers just dominated the Browns Baker Mayfield looked like Mayfield of the last two years the Colts over you know that game Joe Burrow man Joe Burrow's he's fun to watch you can throw it he he flings it around and you know he just he's you know you look at him and he's not your ordinary rookie quarterback see what happens with his career yeah it's a holy thing right he's with the Bengals the bangle, the bungles. <laughs> they just find a way. <laughs> they find a way to screw it up. But you're in the under in tonight's game, you know, I mean, did you know the weather was going to be that way? Like, what made you pick that? Uh, I didn't know the weather was going to be that way, but Buffalo Bills, I mean, they're a Russian team. Uh, they have a pretty good defense. I, I just figured that it would come down. It would be a close game. Uh, there would be a lot of running, and usually running runs the clock quite a bit, right? It wasn't going to be something where you, you're not going to want to be on the field for a long time against the Chiefs. Like, if you just let, let the Chiefs stay on the field for a long time, they're going to run up the score up a bunch of points, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to shorten the game, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to shorten the game. That's, you always got to shorten the game. But you do against high-scoring offenses. Uh, it, it's interesting with the Chiefs, right? I mean, really, their last few games, you know, the, the teams they were playing, you know, of course, they lost to the Raiders, but... You know, the other games they played, it was pretty close. I mean, the, the league is starting to figure out things that they can do to give themselves a chance against the Chiefs. It's not like they're actually going to beat them that often. But, you know, it, it, the games are entertaining. That's that's for sure. On the Bills yeah. side, you know, the Bills side, they can't, they can't run the ball. All of a sudden, they just struggle to run the ball. Um, Josh, yeah. Allen, Josh Allen looks like Josh Allen of last year once in a while. Just gets a little erratic and... Just does crazy things. He's just not accurate. I mean, that's the that's the thing. I mean, he was missing throws for up to ten yards, right? I mean, you can't do that. Nah, uh, you can't. And you know, the weather sometimes has a little to do with that. But you got to be able to live through those things. I mean, he played in Wyoming, man. And weather's not ideal up there. But he also yeah, wasn't accurate there either. So he no, he wasn't. It. it was that thing in that conversation we had before, right? Like, you know, in some ways, Josh Allen and and like even. 
Herbert are the same way. The, the scouts love him. And then there's at times when you watch them in college, you're like, I don't get it. You know, it's like Tom Hanks in Big with a transforming, you know, building. I don't get it, you know. But yeah, they have size. They have the arm, you know. And then they see some of the things that even Herbert, right? Herbert's putting up numbers. So we just like to see him kind of turn into a victory soon. He does look he looks the good, part. though. He looks the yeah, part. Yeah, he looks the part. Seems like he... He's pretty accurate. I was actually, I, I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised by how good he's been playing. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you wonder, you know, put a little more tape out there and see what happens on the defensive side. But as a whole, he's been able to put up numbers and he looks real poised out there. You know, and there's a couple errant throws here and there. I mean, he's a rookie. It's going to happen. So it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I don't know, the LA Chargers and underachieving. That's uh, pretty much been their story for I don't know how many years at this point. Yeah, well, at least, I guess, even since the, the Danian Tomlinson days. <laughs> even then, you could say they underachieved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of talent. That's they a had a lot, lot of, talent. of talent. I mean, they, they were a, a good team for a long time, just could never make it out of the AFC couldn't Championship. Get, couldn't get out of there. So that's football. Never mind football. I'm more curious about what happened What happened this weekend. Why'd you get? Why'd you go out there? Uh, so we were actually supposed to go to Coachella earlier this year, and I had never been, so I decided that I was going to go before right. you know all of this uh, pandemic hit. So what happened is that the uh, the place that we were staying at, they wouldn't allow us to cancel and get ref- get a refund, but they would allow us to uh, move the dates. And when they were talking about doing Coachella in October, you know, we decided to move it to then because um, they right. couldn't move it. They couldn't move it to the next year. So we ended, actually ended up just having the, the rooms uh, for October. So that's so that's why we went out there. Was it was it an Airbnb or was uh, was this kind of a, a hotel? It's actually um, a, a timeshare. I thought yeah. it was an Airbnb, but it actually is a timeshare. And I don't know if uh, maybe I don't know if it's a timeshare, like it was an Airbnb timeshare or what, but my friends had the place. So it was kind of nice. It was like one of those things where, you know, you have your own kitchen, mm-hmm. bedrooms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a washer, dryer, dishwasher, like everything that you need. So it, it was really nice. And it, it was hot out there, though, definitely this weekend. It was uh, We've had a heat wave out here in uh, L.A. that uh-huh. came in. Uh, it's supposed to get cooler, I think, this week. Uh, but it was it was hot. Like It was definitely it was over 100. Yeah. You guys yeah. get out golfing very much? We went golfing on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we went golfing at a uh, golf club at Terra Lago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really nice course, actually. It wasn't too bad. The fairways were pretty wide, but <laughs> my, my drives were pretty wide. Or, wide, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, wide into <laughs> all, all parts of the golf course. Yeah, I had a pretty bad day. <laughs> I lost a lot of golf balls. <laughs> I left a lot of souvenirs on the course. <laughs> did you find any along the way uh we we did and that kept us going for a little while but actually at the end uh we were you run out of couple, balls we had, a, we, had a, we had a couple golf balls short it was bad i i lent a couple golf balls out to a couple people too so well you know in, in the next episode or so maybe in the next couple episodes I, I i talked to jay turner who's the the founder of avian golf uh who makes designs and fits his own custom golf clubs and he agreed to be on the show along with uh, one of my collegiate golfers that plays with those clubs uh so i figured we'd probably make a golf show out of it 
you know, an episode or two from now. They both agreed to be on, so, you know, you can ask them about things you could do in your golf game, improve that experience where you don't run out of golf balls. One of the things I've I never, need is a lot of practice. Unlike Allen Iverson, I need a lot of practice. <laughs> or apparently the Patriots. The Patriots are, like, on the – the Patriots are on, like, the Iverson plan right now. Like, they're barely practicing, and they're trying to win football games. It's impressive. Really? They, do they not have practice because of <laughs> corona? Yeah. They they really I, I believe it was something like they might have only had two real practices in like the last two weeks. Two or three. Wow. And the rest is just a bunch of Zoom calls, meetings and those type of things. And then remember Cam was out for two weeks with COVID. So he hasn't practiced at all. He looked a little off. He was. I mean he let, he missed just, NQ Harry wide just, open at the end of that game. Just the timing wasn't there. They they looked out of it. But uh back to back to your vacation this weekend. You showed me a picture of you barbecuing a little bit. How'd those ribs turn out? The ribs were pretty uh, were pretty tough. They're pretty dry. I didn't have like any apple cider vinegar or anything to like moisten them up after they were cooked. But I made some steak along with the ribs too as well, and that turned out great actually. The steak uh-huh. turned out great. The asparagus turned out great. Red rice. Right. So I mean those things were good, but the how'd how'd you go after? How'd you try to make them? How how were you trying to grill them? Uh, just indirect on the on the grill at like 300. Mm-hmm. I had them on there probably for like 40 minutes, maybe even a little longer. Uh, yeah, usually, you know, usually with those ribs. Uh, I need help with that. Yeah, if you were going to do kind of the, the three is a little high. So if you kind of had actually had it about 220 and just let it go, like you just let it go for hours, about four hours at least. You know, I've, I've done, yeah, you don't have that kind of time, you know, because, yeah. you know, I've done it even in my oven where I just kind of just go really low for about four or five hours. Comes up pretty good. It doesn't dry them out. But once you kind of get above that, that, that 250 range, it, it starts to dry out. It just doesn't hold, you know, it doesn't hold that moisture. Sometimes wrapping it after you're done will help, you know, kind of how they do with briskets in Texas. A lot of times they'll, yeah. they'll wrap, they'll wrap their saran wrap and those type of things. But you know, it's, it, with ribs, it's it's tough. You know, when you don't have a lot of time, you you are kind of left to either parboiling at first, putting in the sous vide, or once sometimes I've steamed them. Like I'll, I'll put them in a steamer for about half an hour, and then I'll glaze them and I'll just char it on a grill, and it at least it'll at least be soft. Yeah. And definitely won't dry out. You know, the challenge of parboiling, of course, is you're gonna lose a lot of the the oils and those kind of things into the water um, if you're boiling it. And you know sometimes I'll boil you know I I kind of keep it on a on a low boil sometimes for about half an hour and that usually breaks it down but the meat loses some of its flavor by doing it that way. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay away from ribs on a grill. <laughs> no, man, you just got to do it again. Just got to keep working on it. it I got yeah, yeah. What I probably would have done is I probably would have wrapped it in tin foil. I mean, uh, yeah, in tin foil. Right. Put it in like some some moisture. Right. Outside of vinegar. Yep. Yeah, you could have um, done that. Or maybe some beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what someone suggested. It, you know, and then, and then you know, just let it go and just kind of just cover it and just walk away from it. But it's a little harder, like you said, man. Time, time is a constraint, right? It was it's not a like time. Yeah, I mean, there were, I, people wanted to eat, and you know, so next time I'll start it at like as soon as I get up in the morning. Pretty well. And yeah. then controlling, then controlling the temperatures. The thing was it was it a gas grill? It was a gas grill. Yeah. I mean, even with steaks nowadays, like, you know, the idea of just firing up a steak on high yep. heat 
you know, you see a lot of times where actually cooking it on really low heat for a long time, it's going to be, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's akin to using a sous vide. And for those of you who don't know what a sous vide uh, style of cooking would be is, you know, you have uh, a device that basically moderates your temperature. Sometimes the temperature to water is only about, if you're using, if you're cooking a steak, the temperature to water might only be about 129. And you, you leave it in a Ziploc bag or a vacuum sealed bag and, and you just let it go. You let it go for a good couple hours uh, and the enzymes in the meat gets broken down. Uh, the meat gets cooked to temperature. That's going to be pretty close to a medium, uh, medium rare, medium, closer to medium after you char it. So the, that kind of stuff has gained a lot of popularity. You'll hear about a lot of people on a grill just just going really slow on a grill for a long time and uh, and then charring it. And that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do with the steak. So basically, especially the grill that I have outside, there's one side where it has multiple burners. Uh, mm-hmm. You can turn it up to pretty high heat and it gets to a high temperature where you can sear the steaks. Right. So once I sear them, uh, then I'll move it to the side and just use the indirect heating to right to cook the rest of it down. Right. Um, right. That turns out, definitely that char adds... A lot of flavor to the steaks. Right, right, right. Try the other way around. Try to go slow from the very beginning, and then chart it then. Chart after, yeah. Yeah. Try that. See, see how that goes. I mean, if not, of course, the faster way is just to get the sous vide. You know, mm-hmm. Anova has a pretty cheap one. You know, th- those those things are like sixty bucks. Yeah, I see them on Amazon. Quite yeah, a bit. they're super. They're they're and they're so easy to use. You use a pot, and then you know I'm too cheap to buy a vacuum sealer. So, you know, I just use, um, you know, Ziploc? cheap guy, cheap guy, cheap guy science and uh, put, the, put the stuff in the Ziploc, immerse it in water. All the air comes out of the Ziploc bag and seal it up, man. Yeah. Same thing, you, you know. Do you have one of those air, airlock things? Uh, like funny, vacuum, I have one, but I can't think of the name. One of those, the, right. the one you use the hand pump to suck all the air out? That one? No, no, no. They have automated ones. I have one, actually. You have a vacuum sealer. Yeah, but I cannot remember the name of it right now. It's whatever the the popular the food one. saver. Yes, food it's, saver. Yeah, food saver. Dude, I mean, yeah, and just go on Amazon and, and just buy a <laughs> roll of bags. Like you do I that see. and you, you sous vide it. It's pretty. It, it, the steak comes out fantastic. It's consistent every time. I'm gonna have to try that then. I have bags. I just I use right. primarily. I actually have the plastic containers and I have vegetables and stick them in there and just right. vacuum it and it lasts right. a little bit longer. It, it does. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if I ever send you 80 pounds of fish because that's how much it takes to get a cheap shipping price, yeah. you know, you can, you can vacuum seal all the sashimi and all that kind of stuff that I can send over. But, no, it, it's definitely the way to go when you're cooking steaks, I think. Um, it's fast. You could you could put it, you could throw it in there for as little as half an hour and 40 minutes, and uh, it, it'll get there. It'll get there where the steak's going to be juicier, it's going to be softer. And you're going to sear it up, and it's going to be a perfect temperature. I'm not a guy that likes to season it before uh, while it's in the bag. If anything, I'll just I'll put uh, a little bit of salt, but really just garlic and other aromatics, and that's it. Some people like to fully season. And I'm not a huge fan of that because I believe in the steak being as dry as possible uh, in order to get a good char on it when I throw it on the grill or throw it in the pan. So after I pull it out of the bag, I'll dab it down. And make sure it's as dry as I can make it. Then I'll put the then I'll put my rub on there, and then just either sear it in a cast iron pan or throw it on the grill real quick. 
Ah, interesting. Yeah, so, you know, that's the thing with steaks, right? Like, if you try to cook a steak that's super wet, it doesn't char up very well. Unless it's wet because the mar- it's in a marinade and it has a lot of sugar. And, of course, then that'll that'll char up a ton. Sure, yeah. The sugar will burn. But, you know, you, you, you want to be careful about burning. Because that once that burn taste gets in there, it just kind of screws up the whole steak. Yeah. But, uh, I'll man, have to try that sometime. Making me hungry, dude. I, I might want to go get a steak now. It's only it's only it's only eight forty in Hawaii time, so it, it's mildly acceptable for me to eat a steak right now. Yeah, that's not bad, dude. It's eleven forty here. I, I probably couldn't do that. So so why the change of scenery, man? What's what's going on here? Like you're usually in your office, I think, when when we do this. Oh, I don't know. I just decided to try something different today. And uh, my uh, my desktop usually has a bunch of attachments on it, so. That, I think that's one of the reasons why it, sometimes the sound doesn't always work. So I'm trying with my laptop today and see. And it's, it was a little bit easier. I mean, it definitely seems like it's working. Because I have my fancy, fancy microphone, dude. I see yeah, that. See it right here. I see that. I mean, like I said, I though, I think the it. sound. I think the sound on our first episode was pretty decent. Outside of, I think there was a connection issue on my end, uh, because I'm, I'm sure our internet service in Hawaii is firing on all cylinders you know uh it could be your end it could be my end uh yep. i've been having a lot of problems with the internet here there's two is it an am- is it an amazing how much traffic's you know on the internet right now and just how, how our you know our service is just getting affected by it so here's my theory i, I don't think that it's all just zoom calls i think mm-hmm. it's all these kids that are also gaming at home instead of going to school 100 <laughs> you know playing it's, like a lot of Fortnite for sure and <laughs> for sure for yeah. sure, because that, that that stuff definitely is a hog, you know, of, of internet service. Uh, and then, like we talked about before, there's so many people streaming TV now. There's just so many people on on everything streaming. I think I looked on my Google router, and I think we had like 20 devices online at one time. <laughs> and at some point in time, that's got to affect our, our the ability for us to get as high speed as possible. Yeah. So oh, there you go. Hopefully our occasional uh, our bad connections don't always don't don't affect uh, people's decision whether to listen to this podcast. If not, you and I are listening, so that's all that matters. <laughs> We're just entertaining ourselves, dude. <laughs> like I said, I listen to I, you know I, I I listened to our our first episode and you know I didn't think uh, our voices were that uh, I should say hard to listen to for that long. I definitely was expecting a lot worse. <laughs> it's not that it was great it was just not as bad as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> high standards that's, here. that's for sure dude <laughs> yeah high standards here yeah <laughs> well i mean it's one of those things what you got going this week what's what, what's what's on tap for you is there any crazy covid stuff going on up there or any new news with california not not no crazy no crazy stuff happening here, uh, as far as I know. I mean, I, I just got back yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, so I haven't obviously seen any. But as far as I know, there's not much happening. It's, you know, like I said, it was getting cooler here uh, mm-hmm. this week. Um, it's actually been pretty overcast in the morning. See how long that lasts. But uh, also next week, uh, I'll be going to Vegas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So actually, that brings me back to another story. On the way, uh, when, we're, when we're driving up to go to Palm Springs this weekend, we made a casino stop at Hot Water Casino. <laughs> How'd that go? Agua, Cal- Agua Caliente. Oh, it went very well. Uh, we got there at around 11 in the morning uh, and started playing blackjack. 
the table was going pretty well. I actually made it a, a bunch of money there, which is good because the last time I was in Vegas, I lost a bunch of money there. You're talking, so about, two, you're talking about two weeks ago when you're in Vegas. Yeah. So I'm actually on the whole, or I guess on the on the month or two months, uh, almost close to breaking even. <laughs> wow. And that, and that's when you know you're a, you're definitely a gambler at heart. You know when you don't hesitate to just jump back in on the table after getting uh getting raked a little bit. Uh, oh yeah. The last time you're in Vegas. You can't. You can't. Like uh, <laughs> the last time I was in Vegas at Red Rock, I think I lost six hundred dollars. In a span of maybe two hours. Well, it was definitely more than that, but I can't remember if it was one or two nights. It probably was two nights. Mm-hmm. Two nights of getting straight 100-mile-an-hour heat from all the closers that they had working at the casino. <laughs> you staying there again? Are you going to be at Red Rock again? Uh, I, w- I will be. I'm, w- I'm probably going to stay at Red Rock. It seems like the strip to is, a little too, is a little too crazy right now. Are you heading over to Vegas to check on the, the mining machines there just to make sure they're working okay? Yep, just make sure they turn turn the ones that went off back on. Oh, your partner's been over and turned them back on? You didn't go. You didn't have to go back there and turn it back on? Oh, no, I, I'm going back there to turn turn some of them on. I think we had a little power outage. Man, what kind of energy does those things take? Uh, It's not that much. Like, it, it, depending on what you have, like, it's maybe the wattage of a powerful, like, microwave or toaster oven. Uh-huh. Like a thousand watts, maybe. Some, I mean, right. some of them obviously take a little bit more. So maybe up to 2,000 watts. Right. Uh, but they're running that. all they're running all day, huh? Yeah, they're running all day. Consistent power drain or draw. Right. Holy cow. That's a that's yeah. an impressive. It's quite a lot. That's an impressive amount of energy that you use. Like if that were in Hawaii, man, you'd get taxed like so badly. Oh, if that was in Hawaii, it'd be Hawaii, a lot paying, of money on, on energy. Yeah. Is uh, it thirty three cents? Yeah, thirty three to forty usually, depending. They've 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 wow. kind of put it on a sliding scale now, so if you use more, you'll get charged more. Yeah. So in California, when we were in Pasadena, I think we were paying I can't I can't remember exactly now. Right. Like close to thirty cents a kilowatt hour. So basically, that's like during the summer, right? Right. I think we were paying that much, and then in Vegas, it's like seven cents. That's crazy. Seven cents, and you're you're paying for energy to cool wherever it is that you have your machines and of course energy yeah. to run the machines yep well we, we don't spend a ton of money i would say on cooling just because the ways that we are are cooling things in there mm-hmm. uh doesn't require a lot of energy so like if you had like ac units right uh that would take a lot of power um right, but right now we're, we're we don't have to do that that's impressive and almost illogical since it's in the desert that you somehow found a way to cool your machines Without AC. Yeah. Wow. What what temperature can the can they work up to before they start becoming inefficient or damage the machines? Yeah, you don't you don't want them. You pretty much don't want them running over 70 degrees Celsius. Uh, so that's what we try to keep them around. Right. Uh, we've had them running in the past at 80, but it's, that's hot, know, dude. Not, yeah, it's pretty hot. That's hot, dude. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of hot air. Any any updates on the crypto front since we're on the topic of cryptocurrency? Anything new about this week? That that rollout of the Ethereum 2.0 is right around the corner, though, right? You're 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 mentioning that's in uh sometime in November. 
Yeah, sometime in November. Uh, well, that's what they're that's what they're shooting for. So you know, we'll see. Those target dates are typically pretty accurate, or for Ethereum, not really, because you know they've had a lot of missed milestones for various reasons. It's it's tough. It's, it's complex, right? So right. I don't blame them for anything. Well, on another episode, you're gonna have to break that down for us just a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. For for a little bit that you've talked to me about them, and I mean I'm looking at picking up some Ethereum before November, so probably sometime next week. Now that we're allowed to uh, start to trade cryptocurrency here in Hawaii on a interim basis, uh, because it takes us forever here in Hawaii to get started and join the real world to do anything. Um, <laughs> I have no comment on that. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're, we did open a tourism this week though. You know, come and get tested and. 72 hours before you get on a plane to show up here in Hawaii, you can come to Hawaii and you don't have to quarantine. No, oh, yeah, that's fair. that's really interesting. So I've actually had a lot of people uh, ask me about uh, going to Hawaii and you know ask me about like staying there at the end of the year or right. you know. Uh, so that right. that's that's a really big deal. Uh, I'm I sure. Mean, I, in fact, like, the tourism industry over there has been hit really hard. It, 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 it's it, it's been hit substantially hard and and that was the thing i was i was talking about with some people here about the tourism that we're going to see is going to be a little different you know you there will be some people that decide i don't want to spend my winter in cold weather i'm gonna spend it in hawaii and you know legally here you can rent anything for 30 days or more you know i, I don't know what stops somebody necessarily from saying hey, i'm going to rent a house for two months and just make like i live in hawaii for a couple months and get through the winter so I have, a, I have a question for you, actually. Yeah. Uh, this came up to uh, this came up today because I was talking to one of my friends who was looking for a place to stay out there. Uh, mm-hmm. and he was looking at Airbnbs for the family. Right. And, Honolulu or Maui? Uh, Honolulu, uh, okay. like on the North Shore. And so they actually put in uh, some requests uh, right. for a couple of Airbnbs out there, and right. they actually got canceled or they got turned down. So. In Hawaii, in Honolulu, it's illegal to do any short-term rentals outside of hotel zones. So it's a very limited area that you actually can have an Airbnb be legal. Now, if your friend is staying here for a long period of time, that's when you start looking at just a regular housing market rentals and just ask somebody if they're open to renting it for more than a month. Or a month, because if you you can rent any house for a month, and that would not be considered a short-term rental. Uh, wow, it's like so being it's like being month to month on a lease. So they uh, they, they, they banned they basically banned Airbnb from Hawaii. Yeah, so everyone like some other places in the U.S. I'm sure everyone here in Honolulu is just doing it illegally. Um, Unless they're in a hotel zone, which isn't very many places, like they're they screwed up when they drew the lines on the hotel zone. So there's some long-standing places on Kuhio Avenue here that are actually illegal, but you know no one's gonna bust them because they traditionally uh, have been short-term rentals. Uh, some of those condos that are on Kuhio. Um, so everyone just does it under the radar. That's why we in Hawaii when you look on the listing, there's no picture of the house on the outside, or there's no exact address of where the house is. Interesting. So they're they're cracked down. Like they look. 
they call, they show up, uh, and they rely on, and especially now with COVID, you know, there's there's neighborhoods where uh, no one's gonna stand for it because they don't want uh, they don't want them staying, you don't want people from the mainland staying around their house, and and, and there's some of that, and the North Shore is such a you know tight knit community, like I can see how some of them are like, nah, man. <laughs> They don't want the backlash, you know, if somebody gets up there and you know and they're infected. Yeah. How uh, long did buddy stay for? Saw, uh, ten days, I think. So that's the hard part. At the same time, though, if you look at it this way, where um, if you stay ten days at a hotel, let's say ten days at Turtle Bay, how much is the visitor gonna pay? That's at least three thousand dollars. That's three thousand dollars, yeah, because it's three hundred dollars right. a night. So what would stop you? from just taking a 30-day lease on one of the houses that are up there, that probably will cost about $3,000. So if I were... That is a lot of money, though. But if you were going to spend that anyway at a hotel, what's the difference? Yeah, but if you're not going to spend that much at a hotel... Then you can't. Then you can't go go that route. Then you can't go that route, right? You know, especially with a family, too. You want to make sure the house is solid, you know, and those type of things. But those are those are kind of challenges. Up in the North Shore, though, the the courtyard up by uh, Polynesian Cultural Center, yeah, is a nice little hotel. It's brand, it's pretty new. Uh, I like staying up there. Um, so if you're gonna stay up in the North Shore on the Laie side, like that's a good place to stay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I might have him uh, take a look at that then. Yeah. Some... If you're gonna Sunset side, that's different. You don't have any choices. Yeah. You don't have any choices on the sunset side. Uh, so anything else happening in Hawaii? Uh, you know, just everyone, you know, people don't believe the politicians here. Um, I don't know. I don't think any of that's unique to Hawaii at this point. I'm pretty sure everyone's pissed off at everybody at this point. Um, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it's, you know, everyone, everyone has COVID fatigue, right? And everyone's not trusting. Everyone believes that their politicians are holding back on them for some other for for whatever reason it be so they can you know fulfill their agendas and their objectives so i mean there's that uh more i would say more people than not are nervous about the reopening uh to tourists but there's also a lot of people that are probably happy to go back to work uh and you know try to get back on their feet and you know because there are some people that are just tired of staying at home um with uh with fewer people in the water at the beaches we've been seeing sharks a lot more like at kaimanas yeah sharks have been there for probably two of the last four weeks interesting just, yeah just so what, chase, what i want to know bait fish yeah what i want to know is that uh when i was back in hawaii maybe two years ago i was telling uh oh one of my friends there about uh, Hanuma Bay and mm-hmm. how, you know, when we used to go there as kids, you'd go in the water, it was super clear, the fish would swim all around you, right? Right. It was, it was amazing. And right. so when I went there this last time, it was so sad. The water was murky. Right. The coral was all brown. Right. There's barely any fish there. Like, if that place is making a recovery now, then I, I would be, you know, happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking. I was just talking to some friends about that. Uh, it has made a big recovery, and 
I feel like we should keep it closed until next summer, you know, just because like let it really recover whatever we hear about it because it's been closed for about seven months at this point. So the water's clearer, the, the, the reef is getting healthier. Um, so we don't have all the sunscreen in the water, especially the wrong kind of sunscreen. We don't have people trampling over the reefs. You know, it's just the volume of people that at some point in time, both local and visitors, yeah. that use the place that just, just kind of just takes its wear and tear. Like, we either make it really expensive to go there or just keep it closed for, you know, until we really have an influx of tourism, you know, maybe, hopefully, by, you know, next summer uh, for the for the next busy season. But, you know, there's other places you can go snorkeling. You know, there's areas by the natatorium where you can get you can go snorkeling and right in front of the natatorium in Waikiki where it, it's a reserve. And so you can't it's a preserve where you can't fish. And, you know, the reef's nice there and there's things you can see. But um, I mean, the, the reality is you could go snorkeling anywhere in Hawaii. You can. It just I just, you know, I just don't want to hear stories about, you know, tourists that don't know any better and they they try to go snorkeling somewhere around Haleiwa, you know, pipeline and stuff this time of year because uh, they're not coming back. Oh, the undertow, man. Strong, strong current. You can't strong, strong no idea there. how strong it is until you actually get in there and you feel that pull and it is strong. And with fins on, it barely is enough sometimes to just be able to push out of that stuff. So... Yeah, man, you think you can come back this uh, holiday season? Uh, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to try. Uh, one of my, my friends that I was talking about, he's heading out there at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that, uh, I mean, obviously I, I, I would try to go back anyway. Right. Uh, but if I can, then it'd be a great time since everybody would be there. Yeah, just to time it out, huh? Yeah. But we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I'd have to take a COVID test yeah, I mean, before I leave. And it'll get easier. The system will be set up better than it was for this past week. Uh, but, you know, I think having CVS and Walgreens on the list of places you can get tested. And there's some airlines that are setting up testing at major hotel, uh, major airports. Um, it, it's going to get easier and easier to come here. We, we, we need to set up post-travel testing, probably, to make people feel more comfortable. But... You know, at the same time, and the, the planes, from all reports, are as clean as they've ever been, you know? I'm sure, yeah. Actually, uh, we were talking about that this weekend, too, and uh, you can get a coronavirus test uh, pretty quickly uh, at Dodger Stadium, and I think you get the results that they were saying, like, within a couple, either a couple hours or, like, a day. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so it's pr- it's pretty quick. So if I was yeah. going to go uh, to Hawaii at the end of the year, I'd probably try to do something like that. Well, you'd have to see if the people running the testing at Dodger Stadium or is an approved testing partner. There's oh, about right. yeah. there's about a dozen places. That's why I like Walgreens and CVS is like the easiest ones, you know, because they have the infrastructure too, right, to just to move the the results around for you, you yeah. know, electronically. Because you basically set up your own QR code before you travel here, and you know your file your your file your travel file is attached to that code. Yeah. Um, so they'll know, you know, you just upload your results into that, uh, into your file. But we'll see. So far, it, seemingly, it went as smooth as you could hope it would. In two weeks, we'll see uh, if there's a spike in our cases. Yep. That's that's really what we're looking at. I mean, I don't see how we're going to be unique to everybody else. Everyone else has a spike. You know, Alaska has a spike. And they're trying to take so many precautions for their tourists. But, the, you know, they've spiked, so... 
I don't see how that's not going to happen here. And then we have that, you know, crap show of a uh, election coming in a couple of weeks. So that'll be fun. That'll, that'll be interesting, man. I already mailed him a ballot. Interesting. So like uh, Kanye West was on the ballot, but he was on the ballot as vice president and he was running under. I don't even remember the guy's name now, um, <laughs> but he was he was on there. That's hilarious. Well, what do you think that what do you think the agenda is with yeah, that? But- like take take some populist votes away from Trump. What do you think the agenda agenda was that? Promotion, marketing. I think this is one of the reasons why Trump ran in the first place too. Right. And Trump right. and Kanye are friends. Right. And uh, it definitely got him a lot of publicity. It has. It has. Man. Yeah. We'll see what that. We'll see how this all plays out. You know, there's going to be a two to three day lag on knowing who won. And there's going to be a ton of noise. Stock market's going to be all over the damn place. You know, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be an interesting November for yep. sure. Yep. And, and just another chapter in the book of 2020. <laughs> what a way to end. What a way, <laughs> way to end 2020. Hey, 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 November isn't the end yet, dude. <laughs> I mean, we're going to end. a whole other month after that. We're ending 2020 with Trump calling Dr. Fauci an idiot. So, you know, like this is, you know, this is right about how we, we figure 2020 is going to end just in pure chaos. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for the aliens because <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> uh, well, when they come here, we can go up there, upload a virus in their computers and shoot them with a nuke, you know, just. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, really I don't know if it's really going to work that way. I mean, it's hard to believe that. Uh, the technology uh, that we have would just be would destroy alien yeah, technology compatible with with alien yeah. technology the, the way they did in the movie i always say that that's that's the hubris of the human of the of the human mind right it's like hollywood is making these things up yeah <laughs> <laughs> well uh, um with that i think we probably could wrap up this episode i think we can um, Looking forward to kind of the next episode. We'll try to see if we can. We'll effort to get Jay and Evan on so we can have that little golf show. I think that golf show will speak to a lot of other people out there that are struggling uh, with their golf game or just had, you know, a lot of questions about golf clubs. You know, Jay will be here to answer all those questions. Um, He's been fitting and making clubs for over 30 years. So he's like an encyclopedia, you know. Who struggles with their golf game? I don't know. God, I don't know. It might be you <laughs> and me. <laughs> no, I, I have massive uh, struggles. I mean, I think I play on a normal year. I'll play at most five to six times a year. Uh, I did play last week, and I did okay. I mean, I had one double of four pars, and the rest were bogeys. I'm like, I, I, I can live with that. That's not bad. Where were you playing at? I was at Kapolei. Kapolei is one of the nicer courses that isn't crazy expensive uh, they take good care of the greens in the fairway there and the twilight's only 50 bucks and you can finish the whole round and you get a cart oh nice yeah so it's pretty good 50 bucks at so tee off at two o'clock and i can finish the round i'm in for sure well we'll have to play sometime when i'm out there well bring your clubs when you come out here maybe by then we'll fit your clubs to make sure they fit your your monster stature they're definitely yeah, I would definitely, I could easily make the assumption your clubs are too big for you, big guy. Anyway. All right, man. Well, All right. 
with Alrighty. that, uh, we'll talk to you later. Hope everyone enjoys this episode, and we'll see you guys next time. See you guys. Bye.